Holy Gospel according to John, the 17th chapter. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus prayed, I have made your name known to those whom you gave me from the world. They were yours, and you gave them to me. They have kept your word. Now they know everything you have given me is from you. For the words that you gave to me, I have given to them, and they have received them. And know in truth that I came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I am asking on their behalf. I am not asking on behalf of the world, but on behalf of those whom you gave me, because they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine. And I have been glorified in them, and now I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world. And I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them in your name that you have given me, so that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I protected them in your name that you have given me. I guarded them, and not one of them was lost, except the one destined to be lost, so that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you, and I speak these things in the world, so that they may have my joy made complete in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. I am not asking you to take them out of the world, but I ask you to protect them from the evil one. They do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you have sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, so that they may also be sanctified in truth. The Gospel of the Lord. Chief cook, 
and bottle washer. I did the laundry and cooking, shopping, and cleaning for a family of five, while at the same time raising my infant brother and trying to maintain my schoolwork as a 10-year-old. There were many scars left by these years, many of which led me to decades of therapy. I'm not afraid to admit to you today. However, one thing that comes to my mind when I read today's gospel from the book of John, and when I consider Mother's Day, is the role that notes play for a child. Notes. Notes that we leave on the kitchen counter when we go to work. Notes that we stick on the fridge with magnets. Notes that we tuck into our kids' school lunches, notes that we text our kids when they get on the bus, those sorts of notes. On the surface, now these are not profound notes, mind you. These are notes that say things like this. Mow the grass after school, I'll be home at five. Or, go ahead and go to the game, I will meet you there. Or, start supper, I'll be home soon. As a child, I never got a note on the counter, although I always wanted one, and I always looked for one. While these notes might seem unimportant, they are, in fact, everything. Contained within these small notes are the precious minutiae that relationships consist of, as well as the cherished promise of an impending return for a child. A note contains the entire universe. In our gospel from the book of John, Jesus is leaving a note to his children, his disciples, as he prepares to ascend to his Father. He says all the right things as he prays to God. He's leaving his beloved disciples a note, assuring them that God will protect them, love them, and keep them until he returns, even as he has protected and guarded and loved them while he lived with them on earth without being stereotypical or imposing any gender roles on our gospel. These are, among other things, the things mothers are to do. Protect, guard, and love. However, for me, instead of receiving those things from my mom, I received violence, mental manipulation, and finally abandonment. So then I longingly look to God to be mother, to heal those wounds imposed by my own human mom. And indeed, there is plenty of biblical precedent to support this image. In Genesis, we encounter God as creator of life. In Hosea, God is described as a mother bear. And in Deuteronomy, as a mother eagle. Deuteronomy also offers motherly image of God as birth giver. Isaiah describes God as a comforting mother and describes God as a woman in labor. In Matthew and Luke, Jesus identifies himself as a mother hen whose sole desire is to gather her brood under her wings. If woman and man are both created in God's image, then in God we encounter both male and female goodness, 
God's masculinity is perfect in the face of imperfect human male machismo, which is often distorted into a heavily decreed misogyny, twisted into some sort of sanctioned gender superiority, as is hideously paraded by so many men in power today. God's femininity is perfect in the face of imperfect human female submission, which is often distorted into a heavily decreed status as second-class citizens, twisted into female worth being defined and determined by appearance, manifested by countless hashtag me choos revealing that women are still being coerced into believing that power and authority can only be attained through degrading acts of sexuality. The worst of who we are as male and female find perfect redemption in the fullness of God who both contains and transcends our human understanding of gender. I look to God as a mother to heal the wounds inflicted by my own mother if I saw no maternal face of God. I would forever despise women and would never have become a mother myself. However, when I see in God the tender and loving face of a mother, I am able to recognize in other women sources of tremendous strength and fortitude and then I am willing to assume the vulnerable role of motherhood myself, looking then not to my own mom as role model, but to other models of motherhood whom God has placed in my life. Women like my mother-in-law, Dorothy, who attended the baby showers for my babies long before I ever met or married her son. Which is a nice twist to the story. She was always a voice of quiet strength and a source of amazing wisdom. Women like Myrna or Joanne or Janine, a host of other women from Calamus Lutheran Parish where I served before, who showed me how to swaddle my sons, who taught me how to rock babies to sleep, who modeled for me healthy ways to handle the frustration, exhaustion, and anger that motherhood often evokes. Authors like Maya Angelou, a fierce warrior in presence and words whose poem, Still I Rise, has been a battle cry in my life during my most terrifying and painful years. Women like the ones whom I saw marching in Washington, D.C. a year and a half ago, mothers who marched with toddlers on their shoulders, pushing strollers while nine months pregnant. Women like the one I saw carrying a sign that read, I'm an angry black mother of six. I've seen the likes of you before, Donald. Now get the hell out of my way. And I remember thinking, if I had had that woman as my mother, I would be president. <laughs> as I watched the crowds part like the red seal that the angry black mothers passed through. So in the motherhood of God, I find joy and redemption and healing the possibility of loving and trusting women again and the joy of becoming mother. I've learned a few things about motherhood from God along the way, like the fact that the title mother is earned, not deserved. 
I know for Lutherans, earning language makes us very nervous, but that's fine. There it is. Truth be told, anybody can give birth and walk away when things get messy. God could have created us and then walked away in the third chapter of Genesis. But the rest of the Bible proves that God does not do that. The rest of the Bible is one big love note from God, wherein God proves her love for us time after time in acts of love and mercy and forgiveness, even to the point of offering her own son on the cross, a gut-wrenching sacrifice incomprehensible to most mothers. God earns the title of mother by giving everything she has to prove her love, self-emptying, sacrificial, and pure motherly love. I am not God. I've never pretended to be. I don't want that job. But in my own small way, I too can embody new life, and so can you. God creates new beginnings through me and through you. Old patterns can be broken. New ways can begin. Former things can pass away. And new things can emerge. I do not have to be the mother that raised me. We do not have to do to others those things that were done to us. Like Maya Angelou writes, we can all rise up from the pain and shame of our past. As she writes in her poem, which I will read for you right now. You may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lines. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust I'll rise. Does my sassiness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? Because I walk like I've got oil wells pumping in my living room. Just like moons and just like suns with the certainty of tides, just like hopes springing high, still I'll rise. Do you want to see me broken, bowed head and lowered eyes, shoulders falling down like teardrops, weakened by my soulful cries? Does my haughtiness offend you? Don't you take it awful hard, because I laugh like I've got gold mines digging in my own backyard. You may shoot me with your words, you may cut me with your eyes, you may kill me with your hatefulness, but still, like air, I'll rise. Does my sexiness upset you? Does it come as a surprise that I dance like I've got diamonds at the meeting of my thighs? Out of the huts of history's shame, I rise up. From a past that's rooted in pain, I rise. I'm a black ocean, leaping and wide, welling and swelling. I bear in the tide, leaving behind nights of terror and fear. I rise into a daybreak that's wonderfully clear. I rise, bringing the gifts my ancestors gave. I am a dream and the hope of the slave. I rise, I rise, I rise. In my tiny corner of the world, every note I leave from my kids is a miracle. The details change, but the content is always the same. Do these things while I'm away. I love you. I'll be back soon. Which is really a ridiculously simplified summary of the Bible. Love one another, Jesus says, as I've loved you. I'm leaving now, but the Holy Spirit will take care of you until 
out to one another. I'll be back soon. My notes to my children will never be as eloquent as Jesus' words, but they are the very best effort this mother can muster. And I think they suffice for my kitchen counter. Amen.